Hi, Love Leaders. It's Dr. Shannon Roberts, your host for the Love Leading Podcast, where we discuss how to create connection in your most important relationship that God designed, bringing health and sometimes healing while deepening intimacy. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Love Leading Podcast with Dr. Shannon. We are in our series, New Year, New Us. And if you haven't listened to the first uh, in the series, I want you to go back because we're building on that today. Yeah. I have my guest here again, Pastor Greg Fralick. He's hey, with everybody. the Difference Church. If you want to know more about him, again, go back to our first part in the series. But we're diving in with another layer deeper on new year new us and we have sat down and tried to navigate some of those hard kind of topics that work against the us and today distractions the enemy of the hurried life right yeah it is you're right and some of those are convenient distractions that we actually know about and um, we intentionally do to avoid but sometimes it's just this insidiousness of our culture and how without even thinking we kind of just move into mindlessness and let our lives play out and we don't really even consider how that's taking a toll on the marital relationship in and of itself yeah and i think i see so many times that distractions kind of build upon themselves too It's like when you live a distracted life, you're actually looking for distractions so that you don't really have to deal with any of the stuff. Yeah, they keep us not thinking. Correct. Not feeling. Right. And it's not a good life. Not connecting in in kind of more intimate, more personal kinds of ways. We are co-managers of life, co-partners in household management and parenting, and we really don't really live in that communion together. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So when we're talking about distractions, mm-hmm. Pastor, um, tell me first and foremost, what are we talking? Yeah. So there's so many. There's so many distractions, but I think when you get married, at first, it's just the two of you, and um, you know, oftentimes when people get married, they're starting to figure out. A lot of people now, you know, both the husband and the wife are working. And so they're trying to navigate their work and their careers because everybody wants to establish a good career. But what I find one of the biggest distractions with men oftentimes is their job. Right. It becomes a huge distraction. And we say, but I, but you don't understand I'm working this deal, but I have one more. If I just do this and your spouse is going but hold on. I need you too. Like, what about me? Am I not a priority? Mm -hmm. And I think one of the first things, and maybe you find this too, is that work can become a huge distraction. Absolutely. I mean, look, you hit on a really great point. I want to go back to, and then move forward, you know, early on, it's just us. Right. And so as you're, you know, in your early relationship dating per se, or, you know, without those layered in other things that start to creep in, you're so much more intentional. Like you really do have to call up, plan for like, what are you doing Friday night? Well, let's, let's do this. Like there's intentionality next weekend. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. Like, because we're not under one roof. We aren't just 
passing, you know, at, you know, whim, um, we really have to be more intentional and making sure we are carving in that time of togetherness. And yep. um, that quickly goes away. Um, early years of, you know, marriages, it's just hard for couples because you are, you're trying to build your career, um, per se, climb that ladder. Yeah. Um, yeah. You gain. Everybody wants to be successful at what they're doing. You gain assets. Yeah. You know, you you know you buy a home and more bills to pay, more pressured. You start a family. Those little ankle biters at the early stages need us. It's urgent needs, good needs, yeah. but urgent needs, and we slowly begin putting the intentionality of the relationship on the back burner. Maybe sometimes for survival purposes yeah. necessary but also without even thinking or knowing and it gets the crumbs of life rather right. than the meat and potatoes of life right yep. absolutely yep. so busy schedules um good good things i mean yep. there's nothing wrong with building a career and you work hard at what you do absolutely and there is necessary provision components that have to be built in um, and sometimes those dual income um, families where both parents are working outside the home and both individuals have their careers that they're building as well, because that is where the culture of we can do it all, we can have it all, you right. know, kind of thing. But now you've got two incomes coming in. And then once uh, a couple decides to have kids, I can tell you, we tried that. My wife was a PA and um, making good money. And in fact, she was making more money than I was at the beginning of our, of our relationship. Right. right. And, um, and then all of a sudden we started having kids. We're like, well, you can keep your job. It sounds good, but then someone else is raising your kid and you want to be the one raising your child, you know? Right. And so we had to all of a sudden deal with, wait a minute, we're used to making this much money. This one now goes away. Right. So now I have to put in double the effort. That's my mindset. Right. Not a good mindset. Because now it's taking away from mm -hmm. the time I would have normally uh -huh. spent because I'm like, I got to work three more hours or I got to put more time in. You right. got to learn how to live with what you have. Right. And then there's this natural trend to divide and conquer. Okay. I, I got the provision part of this down. You cover the home front. Yeah. Right? right. And so it's like the divide and conquer and the, the us is not working together as much not realizing like hey we're really are in this mm. together and and can we just deal with the work thing right here in terms of how to keep that in perspective yes so i'm a big believer in um and obviously i know i know i know fathers that that are, have been able to stay home with their kids and be mm. a a stay-at-home dad. I love that. Yep. And I've known moms that have been able to stay at home and do that. What works. Wow. So either either way, I think what has to happen is you have to be each other's cheerleader mm -hmm. in whatever it is you've decided those roles are going to be in your home. Right. You've got to be each other's cheerleader and you've got to help co-regulate <laughs> the word we use. That is. Co-regulate each other because I might get off out of sync in mm -hmm. my like putting too much into my work life mm -hmm. and I need my spouse to go, Hey babe, Hey, you're doing a great job. Take a breath. Come on, come, come get, let, let it go. Come on. I'm going to, I'm going to serve you in this way. Right? right. Same way with me. If I'm the one working and I'm coming home, she might be stressed Correct. from having the kids all day. <laughs> it's like, Hey, take a break. Hold on. We know what we're going to order dinner tonight. Mm -hmm. Just let that go. Forget about what you were mm -hmm. cooking. You got to be intentional 
about putting your role in its proper place. I like that, um, that there's accountability piece in marriages. And listen, that's more than just nagging. It really yeah. is if we can figure out, and we're going to be talking more about how to do that in our communication piece yeah. um, for the uh, next time. But you know, that there has to be an openness to speak lovingly into, hey, are we staying in this co-regulated, connected, um, lily pad kind of living yeah. mentality that we give permission to our partner to be able to not only cheer us on, but to rein us in. Call us out a little bit yeah. on some things. Yeah. I think if the two shall become one, mm. then I have to look at my wife as mm another extension of me mm. and so i can't get offended i do but i shouldn't <laughs> right when she's trying to help me with something to see something i have to be willing to go there that's hard to do it's hard to do if if you don't have that first component that you said but yeah. she really is or he really is an extension of me one flesh yeah. that it really isn't a, a me against you it is an us together yeah. And can I say, if you watching this and you're like, you're like, oh, I can't do that. You feel like maybe you've, that's been an area of, of difficulty for you. Mm. It's okay. Yes. Like it's okay. I have felt that way. There are times where I don't get it. Don't get it. Fight against, fight against. But then I finally go, wait a minute, what am I doing? You, you have an opportunity to stop in the moment and go yeah. like the next time and go, wait a minute. She doesn't want my demise. She wants something good for me. And so now the next time, maybe you're watching this now, you're like, it's okay. You got it wrong the last three. Get it right the fourth time mm -hmm. now and realize that mm -hmm. she or he is for you. Right. Yes. Those couples that can get to that place, Pastor Greg, that um, aren't like fighting against that, you know, um, tendency towards homeostasis like one partner feels off kilter and so we're trying to get back to that centered balanced kind of place instead of being offended being able just to courageously say huh well wonder if that there's some truth to that wonder yeah. if i just took into that feedback sifted it a little bit what would could I throw away the stuff that doesn't apply, but could I keep the nugget of truth yeah. in this? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then and then get to the point where you can thank them for being mm -hmm. willing to be vulnerable, mm -hmm. and put themselves out there because that's hard sometimes to say things. That... Vulnerable is a very key word there because we want to go in soft and not yeah. judgmental yeah. and harsh and critical. And this okay. is where distractions, right? We're talking about distractions, right. pulling that all in. I'm not aware sometimes of what my distractions are. Uh -huh. She might be, or True. ladies, he might see something that's <laughs> distracting you. Allow each other to speak into those mm -hmm. areas. Work can be one of those. Right. Be willing to have those conversations about what are the expectations. Correct. So just busyness in general, right? Busy schedules. Yeah. Yep. Let's get into some of that. I mean, what our wow. our culture is productivity. Um, if we're going, we're doing, we're living the good life. <laughs> I mean, entertainment, let's talk about that. That's, yeah. a, that's a really easy distraction. Um, yeah. Boys weekends, boys hobbies, women's, you know, women's night out. I mean, even, uh, even what about entertainment when it comes to like TV programs mm -hmm. and movies and concerts and i have to be at the next thing be seen yeah, yeah it's it's like a constant 
trying to keep up with all of that. And the entertainment industry is designed to leave you wanting more, more, that it's never going to be enough. That's why concerts today are much different than they were 40 years ago. Okay. Why is that? Tell me about that. Well, I mean, because I'm not a big concert goer. Yeah, I mean, I they, didn't have, the... they didn't have people flying through the air on <laughs> on hidden wires you know over the crowd right. singing on a screen that's fifty thousand feet Are wide certain individuals lights. that can fill up an arena four nights in a row in one city Correct. that you have to get on a wait no list it was and a like lottery you know, to get yeah, a concerts were more like raw you know more yeah. like just show up and the person singing and, mm. and now you went through this whole thing in the 80s and 90s with lip syncing or they weren't even singing at all right. in fact most of the halftime shows and stuff at stadiums they're not singing so entertainment is is sort of this thing that keeps you i got to go to the next concert i got to see the next movie sequel number four right and i think we Prequel. have to we have to yeah we have to rein that all in because ultimately what are you doing when you're sitting in front of a movie you're not mm. connecting with your spouse correct it might be a great way of shared life experience and partnership but there becomes a point in time where it's counterproductive rather than enhancing yeah. a connection. And yep. so being willing to just take a pause and ask the question, how much is our screen time? How, how much, much is, is our, our social media and gaming and how much of our, you know, busy entertainment schedule really is built in towards a time where we are really being renewed as an us, or yep. is it distracting a renewal system of feeling connected? Yeah. We need to talk about gaming too. Okay. We just do. Because it, it 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 goes on both sides. Mm -hmm. Um, I know there's a lot of men that like to play video games and so they'll, you know, they'll game on a, on a thing like that. Yeah. And not as many women play video games, but a lot of women have these games on their phones and they're, you know, they're just trying to kill time by playing these games mm -hmm. on their phones. I am telling you that I have zero games on my phone and I don't play video games. <laughs> I enjoy playing video games, by the way. Mm -hmm. Like now there's nothing wrong like playing Wii with my family. Mm. That's super fun. Yeah. Or my kids and I will play Rocket League when they're home. It's a chance for us to connect. Correct. I'm not saying that. I'm not yeah. saying like it's bad or anything. Mm. What I'm saying is, is that consuming a bit of your time Correct. where you could be connecting with yeah. each other? So confession, personal confession for me. I am one that like I'll hang up my phone next to my bed on its little charger because I use the uh, phone as my alarm system. And quite truthfully, you know, as I pick up my phone and to turn off my alarm, how many times do I hang it back into the cradle so that I have a, you know, a personal connection point of not being right into the world. I wish I could say I was really great at it. Um, quite truthfully, it, the alarm pulls me in, you know, I'm checking my yeah. text and I'm downloading the email. And then quite truthfully, then I go into social media really quick for a quick, what did I miss? And um, so funny, um, I guess God had different plans for me. I don't know if oh, you yeah, guys know about is. this out there, that's but amazing. there's a thing called Facebook jail where, you know, Facebook can kind of just decide at random and at their discretion without any explanation that they can shut down your account. So I've had my account personally and my business page shut down. Doesn't do well for my marketing, but um, it has been shut down. It's been quite the ironic um, discovery in my life that if I don't start my day putting the whole world into my first five minutes and into my intimate space of bedroom, 
that I can actually, you know, feel a little differently as I enter my day, not feel as hurried, not feel as uh, pulled with um, maybe a little bit more peacefulness. And that makes me show up different in the world, right? It, it, it's such a good point. And yeah. I, I love that God sort of just did that, right? He sort of took care of it. Here's, here's what it brings me to. And I'll take you back to when we were talking about episode one in this about this change that God had me do from being a pastor of a mega church to now this micro church, right? Mm -hmm. This mobile church. What's better to have deep relationship with one person or surface level relationships with a hundred? To me, it's more beneficial to connect really deeply with one or two than mm -hmm. to have surface level um, oh, we're friends, right? right? This is what social media has done to us. It has made we us misunderstand yes. surface, yeah, um, surface level stuff and surfing yes. rather than that deeper connection of knowing. And so he says these past these nuggets and I, um, that I want to always say, make sure you've got that. Let's go back. Do we want, and this is what the new year knew us. This yeah. is inventory time, is assessment inventory time. time. Do we want to invest our energy and efforts to a deeper longing and connection relationship with one? Or do we want to spread out that energy effort and focus um, to be at a surface level? And, and really, social media is a pseudo connection. Complete pseudo um, With many, right? What if you took the time, just look at your screen time, on take your number one app that you're on. I, it's going to shock you when you go look. If you don't know how to do that, just Google it. You can check mm. your screen time on your phone. You took that amount of time and you deleted that app and you said, I'm going to use that time to personally connect with someone or even half of that time to connect with someone. The other half of the time I'm going to spend in some solitude and silence connecting with God. Mm. You would find your entire mindset, your heart would shift and yeah. you would be this like, Oh, I don't have to keep up with all of this stuff anymore. Isn't it ironic that iPhone, I don't know if yours is this way. You probably don't. <laughs> it drops that little weekly um, screen time report percentage right on Sunday morning. And it's usually it as I'm sitting in church. Uh -huh. I know it's like accountability all across the board, right? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay, let's move on. Okay. Other distractions, you mentioned what you've seen in your community and what I see in my office with um, my couples is vices. Yeah, these are those things that are distractions um, for us. And, you know, you can pick a host of different ones. I know there's so many. Yeah. Right? We it, all, we all, and I liked what you told, you, you described it, those things that we turn away from the relationship towards to feel time and gaps, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's almost like, I don't really want to deal with the things that are kind of stirring this restlessness. So I'm just going to go out and have a few beers or, mm -hmm. you know, my wife and I, we're not really, you know, finding this connection right now. So I'm just going to there's pornographies out there. You know, it's just mm. a little thing. It's not, it's, it's just a fix or it's a know, quick feel good. Yeah. Or, you know, I, you start 
gambling on things and you find that it starts to get more exciting because oh i won this and then i lost and oh there's get... so many sporting gambling now it's, these days yeah it's just so out there yeah so we 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 choose something as a distraction mm -hmm. to not really deal with the things in our heart mm -hmm. that are causing us to feel this way is there some hurt is there some bitterness mm -hmm. is there some unforgiveness mm -hmm. talk to your spouse about how you're feeling mm -hmm. and talk about how to how to do that maybe you need to do that with a counselor mm -hmm. you know but the distractions are not going to solve the problem and on the flip side it sometimes is just a, a just a really innocent natural kind of like discovery like oh well I, I indulged in, you know, this activity, you know, um, you know, the, the natural trend. And if you're really wanting to get into this curiously sober community, women that are naturally seeing that like, oh, wow, I was just mindlessly dropping my kids off at their next activity and met up with a couple of my friends for a natural kind of connection point, social happy hour. But the, it just was a natural kind of thing, but then um, like everything else, it felt good. And then anything that feels good, you know, sometimes we want more of. If a little's good, and a I'm lot must be better. And I'm having a glass better. of wine at home at night, yeah. <laughs> two maybe, and it's like, oh, just, you know, it was a stressful day. Right. Um, those things are really just right. masking really dealing with and then heart. and then when um you know the challenges in, in intimate relationships and we all have them mm -hmm. naturally come or you know we will run to those things that feel run to good. those things because yeah. we're afraid of dealing with the real heart of the matter right yeah right right yep okay so busy schedules just outside entertainment that fomo thing we want to be a oh, part of we yes. want to be seen we want to be involved in what others are getting involved in and then these kind of individual vices that tend to really um, distract us away that we turn outside the relationship to get our feel goods okay yep. and then we all know we've heard forever kids listen they are wonderful and if you look Fantastic. at the reason why um, God even made us in his image is that it was for his pleasure yep. just like we get pleasure out of watching our children that are made in our image um but it can it can cross some lines right oh yeah i mean i remember going back when we had our first child and it's like wow all of a sudden the focus is off of the two of you and it's like like straight on this child right as it well needs to be yeah i mean if there are urgent handful, needs yes. it's not important needs right yes yes but then um within so we had our first child and then within the next five years we had three more so we ended up having four children six and under wow. um and all of a sudden it is this huge Game like changer. yeah just trying to figure out life survive yeah shopping and diapers and food and they like to eat they love to eat and <laughs> schedules and this is where Fine, so it can crappy. become yeah i mean I hate to say children as a distraction, but let's let's just talk real here. They are. Yes, because it all started from a foundation where you made a pledge to love one person mm -hmm. for the rest of your life, a vow before God to say, I will love this one person, your choice. 
And then he gave you these gift of these other unconditional love kids that you don't have to choose to love them. You yeah. just love them. In fact, they're time limited, right? So yeah. if we do a really great job, they're supposed to leave within 18 to 24 years, right? Right, right exactly. <laughs> but unfortunately, so many people then put all of their focus mm. and all of their life into their kids and they forget about this. This, What did you have before? You are a family the right. moment you said, I do. Right. And that foundation has to be cultivated. Yeah. It, the kids aren't going to solve it because when you get to the point where we just became empty nesters, yes, we actually, when the kids left, some people told us like, oh, you're going to need to like turn on radios and fans and noise because it's going to be so quiet. Listen, we love our children. But after the last one went to college, we sat on the couch, took a big, deep breath. It was really quiet. We went, Oh, this wow. is nice. This is nice. We were prepared for it, for it, for that season. Yeah. And there was another story that you told. I don't know if you're willing to tell it, but um, this is where I find that the major transitions in life sometimes are difficult and challenging for couples where they, it's a rude awakening yeah. that they might have thought they were doing a good service um, to become family oriented and, and child centered. And that's a big word, child centered um, families because if they're not working on the foundation, those children leave and then they have to take an inventory of where it left the relationship all those years ago with no yes. oxygen, right? And again, if you're yeah. watching this and you're like, gosh, we're doing that, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's great because now you're watching this and you're like, you have the opportunity to shift, mm -hmm. to change, mm -hmm. right? To do something different right. with that and not like get a babysitter. Or if you're already, some of you may be watching this and your kids are gone and you're like, ah, what a great opportunity to rediscover yeah. each other. Correct. Um, my wife and I are kind of going through that now. Like you we guys had the courageous um, opportunity to ask each other that question, yeah. right? Yeah. What was the question that the you question asked? The question was, <laughs> this is a funny question. Yeah. Once the kids are gone, like, do you like me better without the kids here? <laughs> and the answer is, well, yeah, kind of, because it is hard to raise kids in the midst of a marriage and try to keep all that mm -hmm. going. And um, you have something to look forward to. Um, it's mm -hmm. not something to dread when your kids mm -hmm. go. It's like now we have a different relationship. All of our kids came home for the holidays and we mm -hmm. had a great time with them and it was right. awesome. And then they all went back to their lives. And, Imagine that. Yeah. And we're and we're. And you get back to the basics yes. again. That's yes. awesome. That's a nice rhythm. It is. It's hard to find for some couples. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta realize that this is available to you, and um, you know some of the resources that you have mm -hmm. available to them. Even with your book, your book is amazing. I mean, it really kind of walks you through how to get intimacy back. Back. But maybe some things you've lost. Correct. The thing is that it's not dead. It's just sometimes dormant. Yes. And you can you can revive it. Can it can be right? resurrected yes. for sure. Yes. I've seen the worst, the worst come back. There yeah. is hope. And this is the reason why we're doing this series is for you to take an opportunity to pause. I think the first of the year is just a natural tendency to already build into your consciousness of we've come through a very busy holiday season. We celebrated the end of the year. As we're looking into the new year, new hope, new opportunities, this is the time to take that pause and do yeah. that inventory. Reevaluate. Reevaluate. We want 2024 to look like Correct. family. 
Correct. You can take charge of that. And there are so many resources. Mm -hmm. She's doing such a great job to bring you even these things every mm -hmm. week to say, hey, don't forget. Because oftentimes we hear something and then three days later, we find ourselves in the chaos again. It's okay. Take a few notes. Correct. Jot down a few things. Go over those things with your spouse mm -hmm. and shift some things so that 2024 could be the year you go. It was an amazing year. At the end yes. of the year, like, it was an amazing challenges. Uh -huh. Yes. Yes. But it was an amazing year because we did it together. together. So the one thing that I want to, before we get more into that encouragement, asking those curious questions, because I think those are very healthy and I'm going to encourage you guys to take the opportunity to pull away. And we're going to talk more about that. There's this element on the cultural norm. We came through this pandemic mm -hmm. where all of our programming was eliminated. Yep. And then we're springing back into life again, mm -hmm. um, sometimes losing the lesson of simplicity, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, the trend is that we really want to make sure our kids have it all. Like right. we want them in the best athletic team right. and we want them to um, be exposed to this kind of activity and this kind and listen these couples that come in and they say you know we we weren't really able to do our homework from last week or two weeks ago because gosh we've had this 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 and this and and it all good things not bad but listen we, there's no margin. They are burning the candles from both ends. And it's because they really want to make sure that their kids have the best of the best. And there's nothing wrong with it, but they are so overly programmed, right? Oh, for sure. And I can speak from experience because again, having raised four athletic boys, <laughs> we had our kids playing soccer. We tried little league, we tried football and, you know, all these different things. And what I can tell you is that my kids now, none of them are playing college sports or professional sports. They were really good athletes. One of my sons was uh, led the, the state of Florida in his division for mm -hmm. all purpose yards. So mm -hmm. they were good athletes. But they what they would tell me now is, Dad, those things were just really preparing mm -hmm. us for life. Mm -hmm. And God had another plan. We weren't going to play professional sports. I wouldn't even say that would be, I would argue that I, you don't want your kid to play professional sports. I spent some time uh, as a radio talk show host for ESPN. And I can tell you that world is not all it's cracked up to be. So right. stop chasing things um, and trying to figure out their future sure. and just enjoy the activity together. Yeah. Getting that ice cream after the soccer game, yeah. whether your kid scored, didn't score, it doesn't matter. They're going to remember those right. moments as a family. Okay. Great illustration that I can have. This was a rude awakening for me. So all of my adult children, I have three, um, were home for over the Thanksgiving break um, a few weeks ago. And we're sitting around the dinner table and doing the, you know, the, the gratitude list. And then, of course, it got into, you know, special, like special memories, right? Mm -hmm. And um, at the time, my daughter um, w was a student at Auburn. It was during the era where Auburn was killing it with football. And um, so we took this really, we rented an RV. I know, oh, please don't Love ask it. questions. Love it. Went to Auburn. We did the whole, you know, tailgate, uh, thing. tailgate war eagle, you know, um, iron ball. And it was the kick six iron ball. Oh, wow. And we oh got, and God. we had tickets 
oh right God. in the end zone where all that activity happened. But yet my son, my, um, so my daughter and my youngest and all of us went in mm -hmm. the RV, but my, um, oldest son, our middle child was a senior and he was involved in his high school athletic um, football and they were making it to the state championship. Oh, wow. And it wasn't a mandatory practice over Thanksgiving because I don't think they can legally say right. it was a mandatory but. practice, but it was heavily optional, encouraged. encouraged. And there was nothing wrong. Listen, there's a great thing sure. about being part of yeah. a team and so being fun. part of a shared experience. And so he elected to hang back and he didn't get to experience that as a family. And so every single time when we talk about it, remember when we were at the kick six at the Auburn and how we had that huge bonfire at the campsite and we shared this experience and we have pictures and pictures that we framed and you know my daughter was actually on the front page of the paper the next morning because she was right by Trey Mason in that celebratory time and people throwing their bodies on the the field and we you know hooped it up and and my son said this he said the biggest regret of his life that if he had the knowledge of where he was today go back go back he would have elected to go with the fam yep yeah it's what see but that's what we've been talking about mm -hmm. what is truly important in your life mm -hmm. and realize that it's the things of the heart mm -hmm. the things of the heart are the things that really matter correct you you can't go back he can't go back but he learned a valuable lesson Very he big. can take with him now right. into his family and realize like, yeah, I got to keep all of these sports things and all of these activities in their proper perspective. Why are you doing it? Are you doing it so that your daughter becomes a professional dance ballet person in New York? Well, then Point that's a different 1%. thing. Yeah. I mean, good luck. That's not where right. people... Or are you, why are you doing it? I think the activities can be good, mm -hmm. but keep them in the proper perspective. perspective. Don't let them be distractions. Mm -hmm. Let them be additions, add-ons, things you do together. And, it, you know, let's be honest. We all live vicariously yep. through our children. We want better for them than right. what we had. Sure we, we want to see them excel because we see them in, as an extension of us. Right. Um, but to be able to ask the question, are we doing this? more for them for us. or for us that's a great question shannon that's a great question okay so here's our encouragement guys listen we're all in this together we're all asking the same questions be willing be willing to pull away whether that's yep. an evening or two yep. in Can't this make season practice because you're doing something as a family or you're taking a trip let the practice go mm. there's going to be other practices down yeah. the road but to first start ask the question, you why? know, why are we doing this? Yeah, that's a great question. Do we still want to do this? Right. Do we have to do this? Right. Are there things that we want to change? Off, maybe. Take a season off. Wouldn't that be crazy? Amazing. But my kid's not going to, he'll be fine. She'll be fine. Yes. So um, my, my encouragement and our encouragement is, you know, take a pause. Yeah pull away, yep. whether that's an evening or two where you're sitting down. This is what we did last year. What do we want to continue? Do we want to continue it? Why would we continue? Ask those curious questions, maybe even retreat. I have a one sheet download that you can um, actually go on the show notes, download the one sheet. Mm -hmm. Here are some possible curious questions that's that you good. can ask Love it. on this little 
retreat. It's a good excuse to get away anyway. Um, and ask yourself the questions on how do we want to move forward and be willing to ask the courageous questions. Be willing to take the courage to go against the norm mm. based on what you want your legacy and your core values to be. I love it. Mm -hmm. You you talked about that getting away. I talk about, we talk about solitude and getting mm -hmm. ourselves right. Shared solitude I love. is a beautiful thing. Yeah, Tell me, talk, talk more about Shared that. Shared solitude is when you make an intentional decision to remove yourself from the chaos. The it's sometimes frack. chaos, let's be honest. Like life frack. is a little, yes. And you you intentionally remove yourself as a couple now. Yeah. And you go away. Well, you're camping. not having to go shopping. If you don't like to food. go camping, fine. Yeah. Go get a nice hotel room somewhere. Yeah. Go sit out by the pool somewhere mm. together. Go take a walk. Yeah. In the woods, find a trail, go to the mm. beach, shared solitude where you can get away from the rigmarole. Mm. It can get away from you really quick if yes, you don't let it, it. Again, if you feel like, ah, oh, that's where we are. Okay, good. You're having a realization. Do something about it. Yeah. I love that. Shared solitude shared where solitude. you can like turn off the noise of your life Shut for your just feelings. a moment. Yes. And really kind of do intentional evaluation and goal setting. And where do we want to be at this time next year? Intentionally setting up those new rhythms, those new changes, and those do, new, sometimes they're just subtle nuanced yeah. shifts. Yep. But what are we going to do to get back to the basics of what is true for the us? It's good. Distractions. Yep. Try to eliminate them out of your life. Thank you for being with us again. We'll see you guys next week. And as always, Love Leaders, go love well. Thank you for listening, Love Leaders. Be sure to check out all our links in the show notes and visit me at shannonrobertscounseling.com. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any others. Until next time, go lead in loving well.